Hello, superstars. Welcome back to another edition of Awesome Overflow. This is your Awesome Overflow for January of 2021. Doesn't it feel so good to say 2021, Rebecca? Yeah, I mean... Except like the first three Wednesdays in January have been quite epic. So I, I, I don't know. Did, what did we say? There was this meme that was floating around like towards the end of 2020 that was like, okay, we're going to step into 2021. Everybody be quiet. Nobody say anything. <laughs> don't touch anything. Don't mess anything up. <laughs> yes, exactly. It, it feels like we haven't followed that guideline. No, that no. Suggestion. Some, some people missed the meme. They missed the memo. They missed the meme on that. They have already messed things up for us. No, I, I just like every time I say it, I'm like, we're not in 2020 anymore. We, we made it through. Although, yeah, there's been, there's some been a little bit of chaos already. But anyway. Um, I'm so excited we get to talk today because we have a few topics of things that I you're you're going to share about one thing that I am so curious about. We're going to get to that um, in a few minutes. But first of all, we have so many new superstars, you guys. Hello and welcome. We are so glad that you are here. Truly, you guys uh, do so much to support the show, not just through your financial support, but also just cheering on a sort of awesome. And we see it. We appreciate it. It means so much to us. It fills my heart to overflowing for sure. But definitely the financial support. There's, you know, speaking of the pandemic and the crazy year that we've had, we know so many people have had to make tough decisions about what is going on with their their finances and all of those types of things. The fact that you are with us means the world to us. So as you've heard, I'm here with Rebecca this month for Awesome Overflow. So Rebecca, you and I just did an episode, episode 276, was it? The one I think about so. mm-hmm. yeah hot tw- hot trends for 2021 i mentioned in that episode that we did allow our daughter aj who is 13 to dye her hair neon green yes we were talking about neon being a predicted trend for the year yes. And you shared that. I asked you if it was just like a little chunk in the front or if it's the whole thing. Oh, girl, you sent me a photo. It's the whole thing. I might sneak a photo into the Superstars Hangout group. She would freak out, I think, if I – I mean, I'll ask her if I could share it on the main social media feed. But um, if it's just amongst the Superstars, I might share it. Um, it's it's neon green. It for sure is. I told you that there is – I was going to tell you more to this story after – this. So here, here's the more to the story. If you listen to episode 276, now you're getting that bonus. So Rebecca, so she had been planning, she wanted to do bright hair. She has been wanting this for months and months and months, but she would go back and forth. Like, so I don't know if you've seen this trend, especially I think younger people do it where like, it'll look like normal hair on top, but then the bottom half, like the underside of of their hair is dyed. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you don't see it unless like you pull your hair up or it's kind of like peaks through or whatever. Right. So she had wanted to do that. And I was reluctantly like, I mean, okay, if you want to do it, that's fine. Then she couldn't decide what color she wanted to do. It has been a whole thing. By the time Christmas rolled around, she finally had decided, I want to go neon green. I want to do the whole thing. And Kyla and I both were like, all right, if that's what you really want. Um So we took her to our sort of family hairdresser who also was like, 
you sure you want to do the whole thing? Because we can just do some big chunks. We can do some different colors. And AJ was like, no, all neon green. So we, she goes, she gets it done. It takes several hours, as you can imagine, to do this whole thing. We leave the hair salon and she goes directly from the hair salon to our local mall. Malls are open here, although we do have mask mandates in place. One of her friends, it was her birthday. And so for her birthday, she wanted to get together with her friends at the mall and the friend's mom. And they were just going to, you know, cruise the mall. Good old fashioned activity, right? Yeah. We walk into the mall and AJ's like, mom, I feel like everyone's staring at me. <laughs> I mean, that is really intense because, okay, I like you have to see the photo to like fully grasp how intense this hair is. It's like, yeah. it's like really a bold statement. It looks like a wig. You know? Yes, 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 it does. It does. Yeah. And for her to go straight from the salon to a public venue, uh huh, with like zero buffer time of her even getting used to it, that right. would be hard. Yes. So she struggled with that. Well, she's, you know, she's 13 and she, I've told you, I'm like almost convinced she's an ESFP. She like has this performer like thing built into her, but she also can be very shy. Although she by nature is wildly extroverted. She can be socially shy, I guess. Mm -hmm. So she was like, mom, I feel like everyone's been staring at me. And I was like, AJ, I mean, I think everyone is staring at you. <laughs> like people are going to look. You wanted to have your hair totally green. People are going to look and it's interesting. And it looks really good. I mean, I have to say it looked really fantastic the way it was done. But yeah, people are going to look at you. So she spent the whole day there at the mall. Now, one of her friends has bright pink hair, all pink. And so they were quite the little friend crew cruising the mall with their wild hair, their neon hair. But I will say now, so she got that done like on the 29th of December. She's over it now. She's ready to go back to natural color hair, but she wants to do like maybe some highlights or something. So I texted our hairstylist and I was like, AJ's over the green. And now what do we do? So she's going to walk us through what our options are to do next. But it's so funny to me because I feel like it's one of those situations where if we would have push back and be like, no, absolutely not. You're not going to do green hair. It's too much or whatever that she would have gotten like so hooked into it. And just like, it would have become this whole thing, mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. this whole point of tension between us. But the fact that we let her do it, it really, it was like a low stakes way for her to experiment with something really big about her appearance. Um, School's not in. So she wasn't, you know, the, the only public place she goes every week is mass. Now, when our priest saw it, <laughs> she's an altar server. And so I had meant to text our, <laughs> I had meant to text our priest to be like, heads up, we might want to take AJ off of the altar serving schedule for a while. Her hair is green, but I forgot to do it. So he comes to mass one morning and saw her hair from far. Now she was not scheduled to serve that Sunday. And he came over and found me and he was like, was AJ just like trying to really get in the mood of ordinary time? The, the liturgical color for ordinary time is green. So the priests wear green vestments and stuff like that. He's like, was she just like super ready for ordinary time or <laughs> anyway? I was like, I know, Father, I'm so sorry. Like, I, it's okay. Like, if you wanted to take a break for a while, cause our priest is very straight laced, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. I was like, if you want her to take a break for a while, that's fine. He's like, you know what? Actually, I'm fine with it. I was like, are you sure? 
Anyway, we let her have the space to do this and just try it out. Again, personally, I cannot imagine doing that to my hair. It's so much processing, but we let her experiment with it. We let her try it. She, It's kind of like she got it out of her system. Sure. And I feel like it's kind of one of those parenting things where we're just, you know, we gave her a little bit of freedom to explore and see what that's going to be like. And she got to do it. And now she's like, okay, and I'm done with that. Are so. you at all disappointed that she's done with it so quickly? Like it, it's been a month. I mean, this, the thing is like, it was a big, it was a lot of money and it was a big part of her Christmas present. And so again, to me, like if I had done all of this, I would want to make it last because like, you know, essentially she paid for it and she, I don't know. I don't know if I'm disappointed. I'm just like, hmm, I just, I don't like to change my hair that much. So this right. is really hard for me to relate to. It, I, yes, sure. Yeah. I'm just like, I I have almost been like, are you sure? Because I, she's, I think she's partly nervous because she is going to possibly be heading back to campus soon. And again, it's the whole thing of people looking at her and noticing her. <sighs> I'm just trying to be supportive, Rebecca, the, this teen girl, the teen girl I parenting know. years. Wow. I am so proud of you, though. I think that's exactly what I said in the text message was, you are such a good mom. I think I said that like right <laughs> you after did. you sent the picture. <laughs> yes. But you are because there are things that are high stakes that are worth fighting for and worth yeah. pushing back on and like having firm boundaries as a parent to say, no, this is this is not within our value system. And then there's things that it's like, OK, it's just hair. But it's, it's just so hair. hard to say it's just hair into like when actually pushed to neon green highlighter yeah. hair. Are you sure it's just hair? <laughs> like it's harder. It's one thing to say it. It's harder to do it. And I'm just impressed. I think yeah. the takeaways that you're taking from this seem so logical and they make so much sense. And I'm really impressed. Maybe. Oh, thank you. Do you wonder if the hairdresser can do like just the top and then keep some of the under like how she had wanted before maybe oh no that's a good idea i will ask both she and our stylist to see if that would be a possibility because it does look really cool but i do and so maybe if it is more like natural color on top but she can still keep some of that flare underneath yeah so we'll see okay another thing i have to tell you really quick speaking of parenting teenage girls so our other teenager daisy is turning um 16 this month. In fact, the week that this comes out, she's turning 16. So that's a whole milestone, right? It's amazing. You have a 16-year-old. <laughs> yes. However, and I, you, I'm i so curious. I want you to tell me, and I would love to hear from the superstars um, about this, because when Kyle and I were teenagers turning 16, first of all, you could take driver's ed at school. Like it could, it could be part of your schoolwork. And so I took it in the summer, one of my high school years, Kyle took driver's ed through school. Like it was, it was kind of like a built-in system. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so you take your driver's ed, you'd go get your permit, you do all your practice driving. And then the very minute you could turn, when you turn 16, when you could go and get your license, go take the test and get your license. Like we went and did it. And here, Daisy is about to turn 16. She has not signed up for driving school. We told her like, we don't know how this works because it's not in schools anymore in Oklahoma. I don't know if it is anywhere, but it's not in Oklahoma. So she has all these friends who are turning 16. We said, we want you to do the 
work of doing the investigation, do the research, figure out, ask your friends, get recommendations, pick the driving school you want. We will take you. We will make it happen. But we want this to be your responsibility in this. She, we started talking about this last summer. She has not done it yet. Um She's just sort of like apathetic about it. Like she kind of like, she'll be like, I really, I do. I want to get my license. I really want to drive. And then she won't do anything about it. So obviously she's going to turn 16 and not be going to get her license that day. This is so strange to me, but I know, you know, Kelly's kind of talked about this with her kids that are teenagers. It seems to be more of a trend now that teenagers are like, eh, I'll get it whenever I get it. Have you seen this? And was that like, were you a get your license when you turned 16 person? Yes. And it's just like what you did. Now, I don't remember going like on my birthday. I don't quite remember when I actually went. I remember that my mother didn't think that I was ready. (laughs) And I had like a bad practicing experience, like very close to going to take the test, which made like everybody very nervous. Like it was something weird about a parking lot at a gas station. And I felt like I couldn't maneuver and I didn't know how to get around. And my mom was like, oh, my word, this is not Mm -hmm. good. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And my birthday's in January. And sometimes winters in January in Ohio are like not good. So my weather might have played a part. So I don't remember exactly when I got my license, but it definitely was a thing to do right away. I think the big difference must be that teenagers today are so much more connected to each other virtually. Yes. They don't have to depend on face-to-face interactions with each other. That's exactly what Kyle said when I was talking to him about it. He was like, kids today, like they don't have to leave the house to see their friends. You know, they can, they're literally talking to their friends all the time. Whereas if we wanted to talk to our friends, we had to pick up a phone and call. If we wanted to see him, we had to go somewhere. Like, yeah, I, I think you're exactly right. And even like group phone calls wasn't, what what is that called? That's not what you call them, but like, um, yeah. Like a three-way call. I didn't yeah. even ever do that as a teenager. Like, I think that was like something extra you had to pay for. Like, you had to have a certain like setup. And like, I didn't have that. We never did three-way calls. So even if you wanted to interact with one friend, you could do that on the phone. But then to have like a group of you, yes. you had to be face-to-face. Yes. So can I tell you something crazy about my driver's ed experience? Please do. Yes. I'd love to hear it. <laughs> my driver's ed teacher through the school was notorious for like having us drive around to run his errands, which to me seems like logical. Like I don't, I don't fault him for that. Um, but the students really hated it. But the thing that he did that was the most insane is that he on the regular would clip his fingernails and toenails <gasps> while sitting in the passenger seat. <laughs> that literally turns my stomach. I, that's nauseating. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? Yes. Oh my word. I hate it. <laughs> we all hated good. it too. <laughs> that's not good. So that's sort of the update from the Teats house. Man, it I I know I've said this before. I really cannot emphasize it enough. Having teenagers and a toddler is such a trip, man. It is there's just so much parenting going on. <laughs> it's all true. it's all parenting it's like all the time. At every level, multi-levels of parenting. You have elementary students, driver's ed, potty training, possibly around the corner. Like, goodness sakes, like you're doing it all, all at the same time. 
It's hardcore, Meg. It is. Thank you. And luckily, I still have all of my favorite escapes. Reading being a big one. I've read um, almost three books already this year. I oh, for for me to read geez. three books in a month is a lot. It is a lot. So I've gotten back into reading. I know that you are reading something that I have been dying to hear about. You told me as we were putting together our our like sort of bullet points for what we might talk about today. You're like, by the BT dubs, <laughs> I'm reading a fan fiction novel. So I've been just waiting. Tell me everything. Okay. So after we got that amazing master's class from Meg about <laughs> fandoms and fan fiction, yes. I thought to myself, well, surely there's a lot of Harry Styles fan fiction. And you, your thought was 100% correct, yes. wasn't it? <laughs> and, yes. And then I was like, well, there's probably a lot of Larry fan fiction because as yeah. we you know have covered before there's been a lot of shipping between Louis Tomlinson and Harry Styles and I was like I don't really have much of an interest in that narrative yeah. but I wonder what other kinds of fan fiction there are uh and then TikTok happened <laughs> Darn TikTok, TikTok does. Yes. Always knowing what is in our heads. <laughs> TikTok read your mind about this very specific thing? Yes. I got a TikTok of somebody sharing their top three favorite Harry Styles fan fictions. And I was like, well, shoot. Got a screenshot this one. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I looked it up. The fan fictions that she was talking about are on Wattpad. Yes, okay. Mm -hmm. And which what was the platform that you are you use? So I've not read on Wattpad, although I know it's wildly popular. My preferred one is Archive of Our Own. Archive of Our, of Our Own. Also known as AO3. AO3. Okay, I wonder... Okay, because so there's another um, very popular Harry Styles fanfic that uh, I keep seeing referenced in a lot of comment sections on all these Harry TikToks that I see. Yeah. And it's not on Wattpad. And I wonder if it's on that one. But so I got these screenshots of these three different fan fictions. And I was like, you know what? Okay. I just learned about all this from Meg. Well, let me just dabble in it. Mm -hmm. um, my assumption being that they would all be like romance based, which is what I'm into. So I was like, sure. if it's like highly rated, then what's the difference in reading this versus reading something from the library? So let me just try it. I am I am literally rubbing my hands together with glee and delight right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know like how much information you want. Uh, first of all, I'll tell you the name of it in case like anybody cares. I mean, nobody cares. <laughs> um. Okay, it is called Resolution. It first of all, Wattpad searching was so it was so hard for me to find these ones that she was talking about. This is I honestly started with this one because it was the only one that I could somehow find. I don't okay. know why I had such trouble. Okay, sure. it's called Resolution and it's by the author Styles Legend and it's like several it. years old. I'm not sure okay. exactly how old, but it might be up to six years old. Sure. Mm -hmm. And so the entire experience of reading a fan fiction is interesting because <laughs> so this is about like somebody in real life, right? Mm -hmm. And but they've taken like the essence of Harry Styles and they've put him in this other position. So it's it's Harry Styles. It's it's his body. <laughs> 
that sounded weird. But like, <laughs> it, you know, like he has the tattoos, he has yeah. the hair. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's it's him, and it's his likeness, it's his name. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is a college student. There's no reference to him being a musician or being in the band. Okay, so what you have found then is an alternative universe or an AU fic. Yes, yes, yes. Gotcha. So the storyline for this one is that he is a bit of a bad boy player who, like, always has one night stands, never with the same girl twice, goes to parties all the time, is always hooking up. Um, And then he, like, hooks up with this girl and it's like, boom, like immediate, uncontrollable chemistry and attraction to each other. And they keep running into each other at parties and then it progresses and suddenly they're in, like, a relationship. You know, that's like the that's the main premise of the of the story. Gotcha. So one thing that was interesting, reading on Wattpad versus reading like a regular novel, is that at the top of every chapter, there's a place where a GIF could be mm-hmm. inserted or like mm-hmm. a photo. And yeah. so as I'm reading this, is this common in like all in your platform also? No. Um, on Archive of Our Own, if you want to they don't support images, basically. Now, okay. sometimes people will link and be like, this was inspired by this fan art. And you can cl- you know, click over to a Tumblr or something like that. Okay. But it is not directly embedded in the story. Okay. So at the top of every chapter, there's a place where there can be like a GIF. And I don't know if all authors use this, but this one, because again, this is absolutely the only fan fiction I've ever read. So this author has a GIF at the top and it's always like related to the chapter that's coming up ahead. And there's GIFs of Harry Styles in there. So I'm like reading about Harry Styles. And then there's the visual component that I'm actually seeing Harry Styles. And that's fascinating. So I can picture in my mind because there's lots Mm. of different eras of Harry. Like there's like long-haired Harry. I mean, this is a whole thing, a whole educational thing about Harry. But there's long-haired Harry. There's Dunkirk Harry. There's Prince Harry. So this is frat boy Harry. And I can like see that this is what I'm supposed to be visualizing when I think about Harry. Yes. Then after every paragraph, there's a place where readers can interact and leave comments and sometimes that's interesting that i can After like every paragraph yes it's oh my it's gosh like, it's just like a little if there are comments it just shows up as like a tiny little number along oh, okay. the side so, so then you have you can yeah. tap it to like open it up and, and scroll through if you want okay 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 i got gotcha. you And so that's been interesting because there's sometimes when I read something, like one part that's a storyline in this particular book is that they don't define the relationship. Okay. Harry's never done this before. He's not ready to say that she's his girlfriend. And it's so stupid because, (laughs) like, they go well beyond boyfriend-girlfriend relationship yeah. And yet they still will not acknowledge each other as boyfriend and girlfriend. Right. And you just want to, like, roll your eyes. And so yes. there was this one paragraph where it talked again about how, you know, they've bonded and they, like, want to be each other's and, uh, you know, all this stuff. But then – but they're not boyfriend, girlfriend. And I was mm-hmm. like, this is the dumbest thing. What is this author doing? This is such a stupid choice. And then I looked and saw, well, there's, like – 800 comments after this paragraph. What? So I tap it open and like everybody's like, 
what? Huh? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think you're wrong. And so in some ways it can be kind of fun to have the affirmation of like crowdsourcing that other people are also having this experience that you're having. So that's been interesting. Now Mm -hmm. the author is really, really good. She goes into so much detail, like every conversation from start to finish, you're there and you witness it all. It's also extremely open door. Um, okay, sure. And like most, every most single, <laughs> yeah, every single movement and body position from even just when they're sitting together on the couch, you can visualize exactly how they are sitting. And if he has his hand on her leg, like, is it just above the knee? Is it higher up on the thigh? Is it wrapped around her shoulders? Like right. every, like you can visualize it so well. Um but there's some like editorial choices that I think to myself as I'm reading this. I can see why this isn't an actually published novel. Mm, there's f- yes. a few typos, a few things like you're I think you're young. Like this isn't quite the way the world works. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure. Yes, you, yes, yes. I'm not sure mm-hmm. you understand like this is a little bit of a spoiler, I guess. But you don't understand how the court system works. Like this is not. <laughs> this is so inaccurate. <laughs> yes did i lose you i'm here i literally fell out laughing oh (laughs) thinking about this but i'm here i mean it's it's been i'm not quite done with it because i will be honest i got kind of mad at the author when things went so off the rails yeah that you know, somebody was dismissed without being questioned by the police and, you know, court was scheduled for two days later. And I'm just like, this is so stupid. Like, you don't this is not yeah. the way the world works. And so I slowed down my reading because I was mad. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm close mm-hmm. to finishing it. OK. A friend of mine keeps asking me, will I read another one? OK. Good question. I, yeah. I don't know. I yeah. I have some books from the library that need my attention. So I'm going to focus there. You know, I'm so glad that you brought that up, the parts that are making you mad and how you can tell, like, this is not the same as reading a published book. Because to me, and I've read a lot of fanfic, you guys, the biggest thing is there's so many things. It's just like, this story needs an editor is the main yes. thing. Not even not even just like a proofreader, but like an actual editor to, to, do, to give the feedback, like, this isn't how this works, or this character would never make this choice. Like, it... There, the thing about fanfic is it's often wildly entertaining and very engaging, but also it, the pacing can really drag. And, you know, there's just, there can be things that are just like this. If you read, if you're a literary person, something can be really well written. And you can also say, and this could really use an editor. And if it had an editor, it could actually, you know, like be a published story. But the flip side of that is, that's the thing about fanfic. Anybody can write it. There's no gatekeeping. Anybody can write it, no matter your writing proficiency. And so that's like the whole thing of it. You get what you get with fanfics. Some of them are really well done, well well structured. You can tell like somebody who's actually a probably either professional writer or has some background in writing is writing this. And then there are like 13-year-olds in the room writing and publishing fanfic. And it looks like it, you know? Right. The the author that I'm reading, she has gone on to publish, legit publish some of her fan fiction in mm-hmm. like actual like real books. And so 
I don't doubt it. Like, she is really, really good. There's so much that has completely, um, like, absorbed me into this world. And I, I love it. But then, yeah, I just wish that somebody would have tapped her on the shoulder and been like, you know, let's do some tweaking with this part. I, I think yeah. another thing, and I don't know if this is how all fan fiction tends to work, but it's very obvious from these like little notes that she'll sometimes put at the end of the chapter that she mm-hmm. is uploading this like as she's writing it. So she has oh, not yeah. written out the entire thing oh, and sure. then is like releasing it. So this yeah. is common. She's like mm-hmm. writing it, releasing it. Next chapter, writing it, releasing it. Okay. Well, of course, when you write, when you put it out that way to the audience, the, when you're all finished and done with it, yes, there would be things that you would go back and change, right? Like, right. Yeah. It seems crazy to think about releasing a work of art that way. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Have oh my I gosh. answered all of your questions? <laughs> I am so, I am just like so happy and so thrilled. This is so fantastic. I just feel like you are in my world a little bit at this and I'm just so delighted. Um, I do have to tell you, speaking of things that could probably use an editor. Okay. So there's a very, very, very famous fanfic that is from the Harry Potter fandom that it's not about Harry Potter's generation. It's about the Marauders, which I know you have not, you're, you're just getting into Harry Potter with your kids, right? Right. So this isn't really spoilery, but the Marauders are like James and Lily Potter and their friends. So Harry Potter's parents and their friends. And so it's like Sirius Black and um, Remus Lupin and a couple of others. And then this was also the era when Snape was at Hogwarts. So it's like the generation before. Okay. Well, there's a very, very, very famous fanfic about the Marauders called All the Young Dudes. And... My daughter, AJ, has read it. She's super into the Marauders part of the Harry Potter fandom. And so she – so TikTok – okay, here comes TikTok again. TikTok was like, you like Harry Potter. You like fan fiction. Can we offer you this whole subset of Harry Potter fandom on TikTok that is all dedicated to all the young dudes and the Marauders? So I've been contemplating starting it, but Rebecca, I need to tell you that All the Young Dudes is over 500,000 words. To give you some context, to give you some context, Stephen King's It, which is a sizable novel, is 444,000 words. So All the Young Dudes is longer than Stephen King's It. (laughs) It's so... I asked AJ, because I knew she was into Marauders. I hadn't heard of All the Young Dudes. And so I was like, have you ever heard of a Marauders fic called All the Young Dudes? And she was like, oh, my gosh. So she wants me to read it so we can discuss. But I'm a little bit like, oh, my gosh, this is a a lifestyle. This is a commitment. (laughs) It's a lifestyle. (laughs) Girl, you're already in that lifestyle. Like uh, you're right, I am. You know that's all that you're going to read is fanfic anyway, and it's all Harry Potter <laughs> fan fiction. So I have, I've been, you guys, the books I've been reading are real published books. Okay, those are actual things that I've been reading so far, and I'm like, okay, am I at a point where I can pause the published literature and read this hefty? Marauders fic. I don't know. But AJ really does want me to do it. And so like, I'm like, I should probably at least give it a try so we can have something to relate to and bond over and those types of things. So we'll see. Well, 
Oh I gosh. can sympathize some. Men. Is anyone still listening, or is oh. this just me and Rebecca having this conversation? <laughs> you know, I have so much more to say. I have a lot more to say. I'm holding back, but I can sympathize, Meg, because I over the summer, last summer of 2020, especially, I read a lot of books on my phone, and. I could easily get through almost half of a book in like one night of of reading. And so when I started this fan fiction, I kind of expected that it was going to go really fast. And then somehow I stumbled into the table of contents as I was trying to figure out the the system. Mm -hmm. And I saw that I I was I barely made a dent into it. It was like 88 chapters. And I was like, holy smokes. So I don't know if I would have started it if I had known Yes. What a commitment that it was. Yeah. So I'm sympathetic, but I think, goodness sakes, it's already where you're going to spend your time doing. So you might as well just dedicate it all to one book. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. We did have one other thing that I really wanted to get your feedback on because I saw on your stories earlier this month <clears throat> that you were talking, <clears throat> excuse me, you were talking about The Bachelor. And of course, every time, you know, there's a new season of Bachelor Bachelorette, you and I have lately been bonding about it and talking about it. I have to say, I just genuinely, and I don't mean to sound like any kind of way saying this, I just have not had time to keep up with the Bachelor Nation lately. Um, just too many things going on. It's amazing going back to homeschooling. It it takes a lot of time, you know, a lot of time to right. didn't know. Well, and especially when you're reading 500,000 page fan fictions. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's the word count list just, just to be. Oh, did I say pages? Um, Yeah, but even still, it's a, it's huge. So anyway, I have not caught, been caught up with Bachelor Nation this year, but I caught your stories and you mentioned that, um, you know, that you were really excited about this is the first time a black man has been tapped to be uh, the bachelor. It's a very exciting season, but that you maybe have been ha- having a hard time getting into it. Is that right? I, it's been a couple of weeks now since those story, since you did that story. Sure. So I feel like I, I heard somebody else say on another podcast that the Bachelor is the kind of show, and like that whole franchise, it's the kind of show that you kind of need to miss a little bit. You know, yeah. like you you dig in hardcore while it's on, and sometimes it's on, it's you know two hours, and sometimes it's two days, so it's four hours. And then if you are like me and you listen to podcasts about it, it can be an intense experience. Yeah, and you're all in, but then when it's over, you're like, okay. Now I need a break again. Okay. Maybe that's what happened because when Hannah Brown was on there, like her previous season and then when she was The Bachelorette, like I Mm -hmm. was super, super, super into The Bachelor Nation. And I think maybe I did burn myself out a little bit because now I'm just like, "Mm." Well, and part of it too is we haven't had a – like I don't know if you watched um, Tasha and Claire's season, but there's there was no break. It, yeah. it, it was like no break at all. And so we haven't really had time to miss it because their mm-hmm. uh, recording and then releasing schedule got all uh, mixed up because of COVID. So right. I didn't really feel this excitement that I usually feel of, okay, yeah, I'm ready. Let's start this again. It's like, oh, well, we just finished this. Um, but I feel like it's um, it's kind of important. <laughs> 
Yeah. I can hardly say it. But it's kind of important for me to watch, even though I'm not super excited, because it is the first Black Bachelor. And I think the excuse that we heard from ABC a lot about why they never um, cast leads of color is because... You know, they're worried about ratings. I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to feed into that. So I'm going Mm. to watch. It has been tricky, though. I I don't quite love Matt as much. And I'm trying to figure that out. If he... Do I not love him that much because, like, he's just not that great of a bachelor? Because sometimes that's the case. Yeah. A lead just doesn't end up being that great. Mm -hmm. Or... They don't have, he doesn't have TV experience. And so maybe he's not that great because of that. Or maybe I'm just not quite as excited because we don't have a history with him because he hasn't been pulled out of a previous season. So I'm trying to like warm up to him, but I'm still watching. And it's been, it's been good. It's been good. You know, that makes so much sense. I had never thought about it that way, but it totally makes sense as you're saying it. I I wondered why they always pulled the new lead from the past cast or maybe a couple of casts back. Because it's like, there's so many contestants out there. Like, there's so many people who would love to be the Bachelor or the Bachelorette. Why do they always pick from within their own pool? But that totally makes sense because even if the person was on there for a short time as a cast on somebody else's season, you do get a sense of who they are. You get a little bit of their backstory. You don't have to start fresh with them and the whole cast of contestants. And it sounds like with it's Mike, right? Is is that mm-hmm. his name? Yes. Mike. With mm-hmm. Mike's season, you are starting fresh Matt. with him as a back. I'm sorry, Matt. 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 I knew it was an M name. Um, you are starting fresh with a bachelor and of course starting fresh with his contestants and so it's like a whole lot of getting to know everybody and not having that backstory to kind of like feel like you're invested in anyone at this point exactly yes when it's a previous contestant you're already somewhat invested and you're going to have a lot of people who tune in to watch just because they're like oh i loved hannah brown i want to see how she does and yes. I, I don't think we were having that same experience with Matt. But it's yeah. been good. There, there's a little bit of he, there's been a little bit of controversy because he is approaching things a bit differently in, in the way that he has been very upfront with his faith. Okay. So on opening night, the, the limo exits all happen. He meets all the girls. And then the way that it works is after everybody walks in, he walks in and addresses uh, like the crowd of of women, and they mm-hmm. always do some sort of like greeting speech slash toast of some kind. And he comes in and he says, you know, how nervous he is and how he was struggling to find something to prepare. Um, but in the end, he decided to go with this. And if you guys will all bow your heads with me, I'm going to say a prayer. And so instead of this like opening toast, he flat out praise interesting choice okay yes now as a christian myself i was like he's praying this is fantastic um (laughs) however (laughs) i have heard that this is a bit controversial because one of the podcasts in particular that i listen to here to make friends they wonder if This is ABC's way of saying, okay, he doesn't look like you, but he prays like you. 
Oh so, my gosh. You yes. can be comfortable with him. Look, uh-huh. he's a good guy. He's black, That's... but he's a good guy. <laughs> oh my gosh, Rebecca, that is fascinating. I mean, it's a I possibility. Was, like, I was kind of starting to put that together as you were talking about it. Like, we know from like Hannah Brown season because Faith and if Jesus still loves you <laughs> after you have sex in a windmill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was like a plot point of Hannah Brown season. And we saw – what was that guy's name? Luke? He was the awful one, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. He was bad Christian Luke um, <laughs> or yeah. mean Christian. Yes. Um, but we saw in the aftermath of that, in online discussion, like there are a lot of Christians who watch this show, even though it does not align with Christian values per se, um, that there are a lot – there's a very vocal – part of Bachelor Nation that also they're they're Christian. And so as you were saying, when you started saying he closed with prayer, that like that thought kind of started like pinging in my head of like, oh my gosh, the first Black Bachelor, like this maybe is a way of sort of signaling to that white Christian audience of like, stay tuned because he's a Christian. We know you Christians love to see your Christians on the TV. So keep watching. Oh my gosh, that is fascinating. Yeah. So I have some real mixed feelings about it. But then I also feel like there's a lot of major lifestyle choices like faith, you know, Mm -hmm. that we don't hear talked about. And oftentimes it's alluded that those kinds of conversations end up happening in the fantasy suite when it's down to three, Mm -hmm. but major lifestyle choices like your faith should probably be more like talked about at the beginning to kind of like weed some people out to say, Hey, this is, this is what I'm putting out on the table. Like if we're not on the same page, it's better for us to acknowledge that now Versus later down the road. And in Tasha's season, last season, she got down to the final three. And one of the guys that she let go was, um, oh, now I forgot his name. Well, she let him go because he, they don't share the same faith. And it's a big deal to her. And they just didn't Mm -hmm. see eye to eye on that. Yeah. I mean, if the pretext of the show is that you are trying to find a a partner, even if you don't get married right away, that you're trying to find a longtime serious partner, then yeah, like things like I expect that we're going to go to church together every Sunday. I expect that we will make our decisions based on this code of values that we agree is important, this moral code or like whatever. Mm -hmm. Like that is a huge part of life. Even if you don't have that in your own life, like if somebody, if the person that you're kind of interviewing for this role in your life, if it is a strong thing for them, like that's a huge discussion to have. Yeah. So I want to be really mad that this is being presented this way. And it's what ABC is attempting to like help us all feel comfortable with Matt. But then I mm-hmm. also want to be like, well, yes, this makes sense. It should be like this every time if this it's if it's an important value. Yeah. So I don't know. It's been it's been fascinating to watch. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You'll have to give me any updates that are major along the way because I, like I said, I just have not had the bandwidth to tune in this season, but it is very historic that they finally right. do have a Black Bachelor on the heels of having a Black Bachelorette too. So my goodness, you know, it kind of reminds me too, we've had this conversation lately about um, diversity in the realm of romance novels and how 
for so long, it was just so, so, so white. And that with, um, you know, definitely with the rise of movements like own voices, that that's, you know, getting some attention. Finally, women of color and other people of color who've been writing um, romance for a while now are finally, you know, like, it's like, okay, yeah, they've been doing this too all this time. Now let's get the spotlight on them and, you know, bring some diversity into this realm. And and I think it's just interesting to see it finally starting to happen in realms like Bachelor Nation. So we'll see yeah. what happens next, I guess. Representation matters, even yeah. in silly shows like The Bachelor that don't seem like they matter at all. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. I think that's kind of everything we wanted to talk about for this overflow, right? Did I miss anything? No, I think we covered it all. Okay. Um, we had a question come up recently um, from one of our new superstars, like, how do you find the Facebook group? Just as a reminder, if you haven't found us, we would love to have you over there in our superstars group. So it's facebook.com slash group slash S a superstars. If you type that in, you will find us. It does ask you for your email that goes with your Patreon account, just so we can make sure um, that we are only bringing in our superstars into our uh, exclusive hangout that we created just for you guys. So if you haven't joined us there, we'd love to have you. I mean, we know plenty of our superstars are not on Facebook. So remember that you can always pop over to Patreon to comment on this post so we can hear your thoughts on that. Oh, one more announcement, one more housekeeping thing. There is a new episode of Sort of Spicy coming this month. It is going to come out in the next few days when we release our very much anticipated. I'm so excited for this, you guys. Our reunion show with Laura Tremaine. She will be on the main Sort of Awesome show on Friday, the 29th of January. And also that day, we're going to drop our Sort of Spicy, which Laura came and uh, participated in with us as well, had that conversation with us. The theme is COVID confessions. Rebecca, it got serious, didn't it? <laughs> it did get serious. <laughs> it did. There is a lot going on. There's a lot of laughing. There's some tears. It is for real COVID confession. So do not fear. Sort of spicy is still happening, but we had to adjust our schedule a little bit because, and we knew you wouldn't mind to get to hear Laura on two episodes, the main feed and in our COVID confessions for sort of spicy. So that is coming very soon for you guys. So... All right. Um, Rebecca, remind our superstars where we can find you if they want to connect with you outside of our superstar hangout. Well, my website is simplyrebecca.com, but my most favorite platform for social media is always Instagram. And so I'd love for you to join me there at simplyrebecca. Awesome. You guys can find me at Sorta Awesome Meg. And as always, thank you again so much for your support. It means the world to us. Thank you for making the world a little bit more awesome with your presence here. So that's all for Overflow this month. We'll see you next time.